Welcome back, healthy people, to On Call with Dr. Randy. Even though it's summertime, we are not taking any summer breaks on this content. Then why haven't we got an episode in a few weeks? Shut up. Shut up. I don't, I don't hear it. We took a little break. We took a little break, but we back. We need a little mental break, but we back. Man, y'all so judgmental, man. Well, you the one started off with a lie. Leave me alone. But hey, I'm back. So in this week's HPI, AKA Healthy People Information for you first time listeners, I'm going to be talking about sunscreen. No matter if your skin is as dark as Wesley Snipes or as white as Scarlett Johansson, you need proper skin protection from the sun. Well, which sunscreen should I get, Dr. Randy? Great question. Well, you should get sunscreen that has the following characteristics. Broad spectrum, SPF 30 or higher, and is water resistance. Resistance is futile. Shout out to all my Star Trek fans. Wearing sunscreen that has those characteristics can help protect you from sunburn and skin cancer. Let's talk about each one of those items that you should have in your sunscreens. Broad spectrum relates to protection against UVA and UVB rays. Sunlight consists of two types of harmful rays that reach the earth. UVA and UVB rays. UVA rays or aging rays can prematurely age your skin causing wrinkles and age spots and can also pass through window glass. UVB rays or burning rays are the primary cause of sunburn and are blocked by window glass. Side note, if anyone messes with you in the future, make sure you tell them that their face looks like they've been soaking in UVB rays. It will sound so offensive, they might not even know what you're talking about, but you'll know because UVB rays, you know, is burning rays. So it looks like their face just got all burned up. Oh, burnt face having self. But anyways, back to the content. The other characteristics you want your sunscreen to have is a SPF of 30 or greater. SPF stands for sun protection factor. Sunscreen with that SPF of 30 can block 97% of sun rays. The minimum SPF recommended by the FDA is 15, but if you can afford to, get the 30 because it gives you the best protection. The last item is water resistant. On the label, you can find if a sunscreen is water resistant, meaning effective for up to 40 minutes in water, or very water resistant can last up to 80 minutes in water. So that's your quick tutorial on sunscreen and the characteristics your sunscreen should have. It should have a broad spectrum protecting you from UVA and UVB rays, SPF of 30 or higher, and be water resistant. This week on the podcast, we have Kiara Beasley, the owner of the online swimwear boutique Naked Cove. Naked Cove is a swim and resort wear line created for women by women. Kiara is a native of Southern California and set out to provide women from sizes small to 3XL fun and bold options to feel empowered in their respective sizes. Y'all will learn so much about swimwear and how to get the best swimsuit for you ladies. Also, fellas, you will learn something too. When your lady or women friends ask you something about their swimwear, you may be able to give them real legitimate feedback. 
after listening to this episode. Not just, oh yeah, it looks good. No, you're gonna give them legitimate feedback. If they say, baby, how does this look on me? You can respond by saying, it looks okay, but you need a little something with a little higher waist that can accentuate your hips a little bit better. I think that'll be best for you. And she may say, dang, who you been listening to about high waist? And you can tell her, on call with Dr. Randy, you need to be listening too. I hope it doesn't go the other way. Oh, who you been looking at with a high-waist swimsuit and you think I need to look like it then? Okay, okay. I hope it don't go left. You you know your lady friends and who you talking to. So hopefully they can take the advice. But anyways, let's get into the interview with Kiera Beasley, AKA Keys, owner of Naked Cove. So welcome to On Call with Dr. Randy Keys. I appreciate you sitting down and being on the podcast to discuss your lovely business, you and your three, four nickname having self with me today. (laughs) Oh, how welcome to be here. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Kiara Beasley, a.k.a. Keys, a.k.a. KP for some of you. I originally hail from San Diego, California, and yes, I am a beach bum. I moved here in Atlanta probably circa 2004, circa 2005. Went to college at Fort Valley State University. Mm-hmm. Had to shout out my HBCU really quickly. But yes, um, I started a branching line for swimwear because I just love to do swimwear, always in swimwear, and I am really a creature of habit, so being by water is kind of my thing. And that's pretty much a little bit about me. Okay, so you started your own swimsuit line as well as accessories. What made you start your business? I actually took a vacation to Santa Cruz and I walked into a beach shop and immediately walking into the shop, I just knew that this is something that I wanted to do. They had both beachy colors, different shapes, different sizes, but I didn't see a lot of plus size as well as swimsuits that could kind of give you a variation of one pieces to two pieces. It was kind of like a standard brand. But my money didn't seem like it spent green in there. So I kind of was followed around and I got uncomfortable. And I was like, you know what? I could do this. I could um, source out swimsuits that women would like, that would want to be unique, but at an affordable price. And then that's for any culture, any race that wanted to purchase swimwear. Okay. So you mentioned a little bit earlier that you love water. Why do you love water so much? (laughs) I grew up 13 minutes from the beach beach fires, surfing, all of those good things. I am literally like love to be by the sea. It's so calming. But just to see the various shapes of people that love to enjoy what God has to offer, I just think it is one of the best places to go relax. It it gives you a piece of, I guess you could say peace when you go out to the beach. But just seeing people have an open air fun, I just love the scenery. So when you're around water, are you getting in the water? Are you getting your hair wet? Or are you just putting your ankles in the water and just enjoying the water that way? A little known fact, if the water is dark and I cannot see my feet, I'm not getting in. <laughs> but if it's clear water, I'm, I'm hair wet. I'm, I'm water sports, watercraft, all of those good things. Stand up paddleboard. I love to be doing the interactive inter- um, activities. But yeah, it depends if we're a resort land. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to be in a swimsuit or if we just land at the beach catching the waves. I mean, it's both. Don't go to Texas if you're trying to see clear water. We got nothing but salty water out there in Galveston and Southeast Texas. Like that's San Diego as well. San Diego also has seaweed and rip currents and all of those good things. But 
for the most part, laying out and having a family aspect of barbecues and everyone just coming to what we call this Belmont Park that has the roller coasters and all the things to do on the boardwalk. Those are some of the things that I like to do. Yeah. So I think the most beautiful water that I saw was in Jamaica when I went to Ocho Rios. Like I could literally like see the fish in the water when I was swimming. I was like, man, this look like flounder from the Little Mermaid. <laughs> I was like, man, it's so beautiful being around animals that you can actually see through the water. I'm dying to get to Negril. I haven't been to Ocho's Rios or Montego Bay, but I want to go to Negril. That is probably my next vacay. But I love Florida. Florida, so I love Miami for the very same reason. The water, the beach culture, and just that everything is relaxed. Plus, they have taco stands, and it kind of reminds me of home. So I kind of frequent there a lot. Um for their secludedness of their beaches, and you don't always have to go to South Beach. So just depends on what you want to do. Okay. So what does Naked Cold aim to bring to the swimsuit industry that's not already there already? The brand is aiming to give you unique swimwear for all shapes and sizes at an affordable price. Looking back at the big box retailers at the time, you know, at a certain age, after 18, you're kind of growing out of the preteen look. So what I wanted to do was aim to give some funky style, something that has unique classic um, pieces, but still sexy for um, someone of age that is over 20 years old, um, mm-hmm. at least 20 to 50. A lot of women who are petite or even plus size don't feel like they always have swimwear that they can gravitate versus their personality, fun, funky colors, shapes, styles. A lot of them are either muted or paisley which means like you have a lot of flowers going on in here and it's not always complimentary to someone of age's personality so again just trying to bring some unique styles to the market with fun funky colors okay where do you get your style inspiration from oh man i'll say friends and family for the most part all different body types really really i aim to see if i can target their pain point Most styles are in when it comes to one pieces, bold colors, string bikinis, the Brazilian bikinis. I'm interested in all of those. But for most part, listening to women and where they want to hide things or where they're most uncomfortable is where I start. And then I start looking for designs to match those preferences. All right. So so what do you mean by pain points? Can you touch a little bit more upon that? Me as a guide, I don't know what pain points <laughs> mean specifically. Pain points, for the most part, for women are kind of issues that you kind of deal with your confidence in. So my pain point, you probably can't even tell, but I have large breasts. So if I'm heavy set, I'm not going to always want to be in something so revealing. So for spillage or things that fit me comfortably, I cannot actively run in a bikini. So for the most part, I try to look for swimsuits that can give you the most coverage as well as allow for things not to fall out. So those are the pain points. Some people's pain points are they have mommy pouches after um, pregnancy. Some women, you know, don't want to hide for a couple of months while they're going through those cosmetic changes with themselves. So high-waisted swimsuits can hide those pain points and kind of suck you in or give you a different shape. So those are the things that I mean by pain points. Some people don't even like their stomachs to show. So by having a one-piece, you're kind of camouflaging Hmm. your pain points or your areas that you're not so confident in. Okay. So you kind of went into the mindset of thinking about these pain points when you were developing your different pieces for your swimwear line. Correct. Also too, when people ask me about the brand name, what's Naked Cove, I always lead with, it's about being transparent and bringing your, meeting your body of where it's at. 
Mm-hmm. If you have roles, we all do. I don't care what woman says that they don't, but you all have roles in some shape, form, or fashion, or some area that you're really not confident in. My thing is, wear the swim, don't let it wear you. Be confident in the pieces that you're in and express who you are as a woman. And that's how I came up with the person of being Nikki Cole. Okay, preach, Pastor Keys, preach. <laughs> you're giving a word out there to these listeners. <laughs> So you kind of started your business within, what, the last one or two years, correct? Correct. Okay. So what have you learned thus far in the early infancy of your business? You can't do it all. (laughs) I am one of those practical type A people. I love to have organized lists and sheets. And we all know that life does not work like that. But I can say the approach of mapping things out, or as I can say, manifesting things, they all wrote out roll out in the way in which you create them or envision them. So my first step was getting a bank account, setting things apart there for my personal assets, as well as what do I want this brand to look like? What did I want it to envision or create a brand? Did I want to just be like an Etsy seller and just, you know, I'm starting out or did I want to do it within my budget and create a line that people really could gravitate to and then have confidence or brand equity that, hey, I had come back to her because she's selling quality pieces. One of the most, I guess, difficult learning aspects in the beginning is trying to take in everyone's ideas about where you should be mm-hmm. and trying to tackle those. So you'll get, you should do a pop-up shop. You should do marketing. You should do, and you're like, I'm trying to do it at my pace. And not only do I do this job, I have a professional career. So a lot of the times you're up at night and I didn't think, you know, I started off as a, a hobby. So you can't take your business as a hobby at this point. Once you're passionate about it, it becomes your second full-time job. And those are some of the things that I ran into in the first year. And I'm actually still in the first selling year as we speak. So it's just a lot to take on. It's fun. Um, Try not to get so frustrated with things. But for the most part, I think I have smooth selling. And again, just writing and jotting things down that you want to do next. It does come to fruition, but you have to have patience. Okay. So just kind of touch back on something you just kind of mentioned. How do you block out the noise from other people telling you what you should do with your own business? Everybody has their own kind of opinion on the things that you should do. Oh, you should do it this way, or this piece should be, have this pop of color here, or put polka dots here, or stripes there. But you as the owner, it's it's all on you. Like, how do you kind of block out the noise from others and make sure that you do it your way? You have to be a good listener, (laughs) not to get frustrated with people or say, no, that's not what I do. Taking on opinions, whether good, bad or indifferent does help you. I've had, you should show this piece. You should show, you know, I'm sitting there. People are sending me pictures, Instagram DMs about what they want to see. And you find out a lot of times that people send you things based on celebrities or based on people whose bodies are anatomically correct. But when you put that out, a lot of average women don't look like that. Or when they actually want that swimsuit, it does not look like that on them. So what I try to do is take in everything that has come to me, jot it down, because you know, you never know when you're going to have to need to use that opinion. I got an opinion just last night. You should do a slideshow. And I'm like, how can I do a slideshow at a, tra- at a um, trade show when I don't have electricity or if I'm outdoors? And I'm like, in its infancy, yes. 
I would love to do a um, slideshow of the pieces of actual women in my swimwear as well as myself to do the marketing, but you have to take it on in steps. So eventually as we grow or we get to a trade show when we're indoors, I will allow myself to have that slideshow, but right now it's in its infancy and I probably won't be able to do that at an outdoor event. How logical would it be to do that? So those are some of the things that I get on a daily, but I take it in and then I try to I guess, compartmentalize, where could I put this in a stage of my business or down the road? Right. And one of the other things that you kind of mentioned was that you learned that you couldn't do everything by yourself. So Mm -hmm. what are some of the things that you've had to outsource or let other people do that has made it kind of easier on you? Hmm. Marketing is the biggest issue that I have personally. I am kind of introverted, quirky, personal on my personal page. You so the one thing that I've been learning is how to <laughs> kind of transition my personality over to my business. So my main um, issue or delegation is how to run ads, when to run ads. I leave that to one of my friends who actually does the marketing for that. And it helps me because I'm still learning the technical part. I'm literally just learn how to do stories. <laughs> and like the last, 2021. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'm one of those people I who are super, about you. Yeah. I'm super behind with that. I'm like, take a picture. Time. I'm like, take a picture, post it. And I'm one of those, you know, artsy has to be a certain way. So I'm learning how to delegate that as well as when it comes to creating things, allowing other people to kind of come in and help me organize my thoughts. Cause I can see it, but you never know your mom, your friend, a neighbor may be able to come up and say, Hey, this looks a little odd. What about this? And so I'm learning how to let others in and help me stage things um, as well as get my ideas out. Okay. So one thing I'm kind of big upon is like logistics and learning how people's business and industry works. I like to watch the show, like how things are made, just certain <laughs> things. Yeah. Just a little quirk. I like that too. So, I mean, kind of with you, can you tell about a little bit of the, of the logistics of, okay, you had this idea. How did you make it come to fruition? Like, did you start looking at things overseas where to buy certain things? Did you buy material here? You got a sewing machine and you start doing it your own self. Like, how did Keys take this from just something she talked about into making it a, a business? I'm going to take it back, actually. That same trip when I felt like I was discriminated in the beach shop, I took myself to lunch, had a napkin, maybe, you know, the little water cup napkins, and started jotting out 18, 1987, the 87. I just started, the wheels just started turning about, I'm going to do this. How Nikki Kobe even came about, it was just one night just trying to jot it down. So starting from a napkin, literally going to business school, Carrie, you might need to separate your personal money for how much money you want to invest in your company. Go get a bank account. Register, prior to that, register your business. Looking at, okay, so you have a name and a bank account. What do you plan on selling and how? So I looked at outsourcing. I wanted to fly to China to go over there and do the outsourcing. But of course, you know, it was in between the early stages of COVID and, you know, you're ready to do that. But The pandemic kind of hindered that. So I'm from San Diego and LA district has a fashion kind of wholesale garment area that I've shopped at since I was a kid. And I knew that that was just one of the steps that um, you can go do wholesale merchandising from. So from then I took a trip 
commingled it with a family uh, event and I took my cousins and my aunts out there and they were ecstatic to just be a part and help me get ideas about what they like to wear. Um, we started off with a couple of pieces there and then I pretty much um, garnered relationships with two um, vendors. And so that's how I kind of look up through their catalogs and start buying from then on, I don't know, things just started coming and piecing together. I would sketch out, you know, you need show racks. You need to, how are you going to present the swimwear? Amazon is like the biggest company in the freaking world at this point. And you're going to need to package these items. You're going to inspect the items. Do you want to drop ship? So you start Googling drop shipping. How much is that going to cost you? Um, are you going to do it in, ho- in home? So what I did was I wanted to feel the texture of the swimsuits. I wanted to know if you were getting a quality swimsuit versus a thin swimsuit. And I didn't want to invest my money in product to me that I wouldn't buy. So what I did was to go to those vendors, pick the pieces and then get them shipped here and then packaging them up and then look at, okay, well, we're looking at how do you want to showcase or display your actual merchandise when you're shipping it? So Amazon, again, what does it take to do a thermal printer? You know, do you have a computer? What are your actual overhead? Is it printer paper? Is it ink? I just started jotting down all those little things and setting up a station because I'm really one of those people who I don't like to operate in clutter. So setting up a desk area and where you're going to have this zone to separate it from your personal life was something that I did. And then it just started off clicking. And then again, marketing, how do you want your bags to be? Do you want it poly mailers or do you want it to look very commercial? And so I just started researching and luckily it all just ties together. It is cohesive. And once people order for me, I am literally the person who's taking the order, who's packaging the order, who's you know, doing the design of the actual marketing tools to drop in your bag. And I'm actually doing the actual shipping. Something that I do think is a valuable asset here in Atlanta is that we have a 24-hour postal service. And so because I'm co-located with that, anytime of the night an order comes in, I feel like I'm ready to ship and it may be 12 o'clock, I have access to that. So honestly, when people are designing their business, look at the resources that you have around you, as well as friends. My friends have been invaluable in this process. Like not just you should do, it's like, hey, I'm here to help you bag. I'm here to help you market. I'm here to get your name out. I want to show you this one, how to do a story. Um, <laughs> any, And I don't care if it's someone who's been in business for 30 years, two years, or literally is a shopper. They spend their money, they earn their money, and you know that they're buying products right now. Their opinion matters because I'm learning so many things that they're learning off of TikTok. So I kind of accept everybody's opinion, but I think organization is key. And when you're starting your business, you have to write down and envision what do you think the business should operate and how you're going to do that. Okay. That's some good information right there. Was there anything that you had to learn the hard way during the business? I know one thing with me when I wrote my book, one thing I had to learn the hard way was proper packaging and shipping books because I thought the the original way I was sending it was correct. And then people would say, Mm -hmm. oh, I got the book, but it's damaged. Like, okay, so I got to do something better as far as the material that I'm using to ship the book. So is there anything that you had to learn the hard way? I think was buying pieces when you, in this age, when you can't go to a retailer and go fill the material, it's almost you're you're gambling on your money. So you kind of have to look at dimensions, you have to look at sizing, you have to look at actual comments from other wholesalers and other uh, merchants who are buying, because you may get a piece that looks great online and when you get it, it's either too small or you don't really like the quality. So running with vendors was 
kind of my blockage and something that I'm still working through to find other vendors who offer different types of pieces and not kind of consistently going to the same person, but researching it, researching it. It feels like you're looking at a needle in a haystack, who to buy from. And in this digital age, everyone is selling their how to's. And a lot of the things that you kind of ran into is like, I was spending money on how to's, but I already had access to the information. So I was thinking that their how to guide was golden. They found, you know, the biggest, they've solved the mystery. And honestly, your research is just as good as theirs. And because I had knowledge of the fashion district, and I know that most cities have them. Here in Atlanta, we have to have apparel mart. And in Miami, they have a lot of different B-shops. Even just asking people, hey, who do you buy from? If they have a store, most people say, oh, I shop with certain people. They, you know, they're excited about sharing their knowledge. So those were the kind of the roadblocks that I encountered was just sourcing the um, swimsuits and then definitely plus size. Plus size is more expensive, but a plus size is kind of hard to, in a world of there's a million swimsuits, I'm trying to narrow it down to here and to find unique sexy pieces for plus size as well. I think that was harder because I feel like the market is kind of gearing to people, not just to be covered, but wanting to dress them up for a certain shape. And what I mean by that is like, they'll sell like the shirt and it comes with flowers. And when you think of that image, you're almost thinking of someone who's 60 plus and maybe they're at the beach and you're just thinking, I don't want to be 20 years old in that type of swimsuit. I don't want to be 40 in that type of swimsuit. Like I still have my youth and I still want to be flirty, but yet covered at a certain age. So I think that was the hardest part is trying to nail down where are, where's that swim where I know somebody's making it. So that was kind of it. And running into wholesalers or actual people who can sew, no one sews anymore. They only do alterations. <laughs> so I was like this close to buying a sewing machine and trying to figure that out. But it is very expensive to design and actually get someone to build your swimsuit per unit. And what I found out was you have to do small, medium, large, extra large, 1X, 2X, 3X. That comes at a cost and you got to buy one swimsuit for like seven different categories. So those are major roadblocks that I encountered in the beginning. Okay. So how has it gone far as like sizing? Do you, I'm sure you try on the pieces yourself. Do you also send them to different friends who have different body types? Like, hey, I'm buying this one in a small. Can you try it on? Send me a picture and show me what it looks like. I do, especially for plus size and then people who are more petite than I am. I have sent them off to friends and family because you always want to know their pain points. You know, someone else may see that I'm physically fit and I'm like barely going to the gym. And someone else may say, okay, well, that may not look good on me. So I'll try to show different versions of the swimsuits for other people. Um, I usually try to post them in stories or give them a highlight on the Instagram page to show. It's different to see it on a flat lay, which is laying the swimsuit out versus it actually being on someone. So yes, I try to get different opinions and get their pictures. And especially when they're in their swimsuit, you have people who are pregnant wearing the swimsuits now. So it gives a fun aspect of what the swimsuit does when it comes to life. Okay. Has the uh, swimsuit industry done a disservice to curvier women or plus size women? I feel like it does, but it's twofold. I feel like there's a market for, like you said, the disservice portion of selling the same flowers and that crop dress with the shorts. I feel like they people they are they think people are not evolving or they're not looking at the target market that there are plus size or curvy teens. There are currently young adults and there are curvy women. Women have curves. 
But I also think there's an upswing with boutique industry that are now selling what we would say contemporary or hip swimsuits for a plus size. Just because you're plus size doesn't mean you can't rock the cutouts in the swimsuit or a two-piece or, you know, funky styles in a one-piece swimsuit. So I think we're getting more bold patterns and colors um, than what we were seeing previously. Okay. So what would you say to some women who feel self-conscious being in a swimsuit? Like, I know you kind of touched earlier upon pain points. Some women may not feel comfortable being in a swimsuit or being around others. What kind of advice would Mm -hmm. you give them? I would say shop the right fit. Mm -hmm. You know what pain points that you have, where your insecurities lie, but bust through that because at the end of the day, you are the only person that it matters. I know we always think, oh, well, she looks beautiful and this person, or he may not like being that. Wear what you want to wear and wear it boldly fearlessly and confidently you need to shop for if you know that you don't like string bikinis don't buy a string bikini buy something that accentuates your curves and where you're comfortable and mix and match you don't have to buy the swimsuit as is you could buy a different swimsuit and swap that top out so it's all in kind of what you want to present but make sure that you're comfortable first don't buy something that you absolutely don't want to wear right and you got to find that inner confidence yeah you do and I'm 33. I'm proud to say that I'm 33. Bumpy roads, they're always going to come with your body as a growing woman. You are going to evolve each year. Each year is different. You just have to love you enough to say, I don't care what someone else thinks. I love the way I look at this stage, this right now, and this body. Your body's not going to change in you know two weeks. So you got to love the skin that you're in at the time and then just rock it. Well, that was part one with Kiara Beasley, a.k.a. Keys, owner of Naked Cove. She had me staring in the mirror after this episode looking for my pain points. Like, man, let me eat a little bit healthier this week so I can reduce my pain points and earn some life points so I can stay alive and healthy. Can't be a sloppy doctor telling people they need to lose weight. Don't be looking at me. Look at you. You need to lose weight, too. Y'all not about to be telling me that. Side note, shout out to my patient that I saw at Waffle House a few weeks ago. I told you I was going to Waffle House and I actually saw one of my patients. I had my mask on and regular clothes and he walked up on me. Don't you need to be eating healthy? Man, if you don't leave me alone on my cheat day, I'm trying to give me a nice waffle. All American, you know, if you listen to the other episodes, y'all know what I went to Waffle House to get. But let me get back on track. Be sure to look in the show description for the link to Kiera's website and social media links. Be sure to support her business and get some pieces. Even if you don't get any of her pieces, at least you can do is follow her on her social media pages. That's the simplest thing that you can do. But if you can, go get some of her pieces. They're real nice. And back to sunscreen for a second. Be sure to get sunscreen that has broad spectrum. That means protection against what? UVA and UVB rays. I hope you said it out loud. That means you're paying attention and repetition. Also, you want sunscreen that has an SPF of what? At least 30, right? And lastly, you want it to be water resistant. Yep, you got all three. Look out for part two in the upcoming week. We're going to drop that real fast. So y'all won't have to wait for that that long. 
We'll discuss Kiara's swimsuit pieces and I'll talk more about sunscreen. Make sure to follow me on IG at underscore Dr. Randy to see pictures and videos of the pieces that we discuss. It's kind of hard on a podcast talking about visual aspects. So that's why I recorded these interviews and recorded her specifically. So y'all can look and see what we're talking about while you're listening on the podcast. But we're very descriptive on the next episode. So you can kind of visualize these pieces, but definitely look at my IG page and you'll be able to see what we're talking about. Be sure to rate and share this with others. Check out my book on Amazon if you haven't read it already or done so already. It's called Appendicitis. It's a medical, comedic medical thriller. I like it, my mom likes it, my friends like it. I got some good ratings on Amazon and I hope you like it too. If you don't know if you want to read it or not, you can download the first three chapters for free on my website at HeinzEntertainment.com. Hopefully it whets your whistle or encourages you to go buy the entire book from either my website or from Amazon. If you like the podcast, you'll love the book. So that's it for this week's episode. I'll see y'all in less than a week and be sure to have a great week and stay healthy physically and mentally.